Good evening and welcome to another Fanta Fuck Off. We've got a real special show for you tonight. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Porno Paul. Nigel Ripper Burke. Rocking John Shedd. Groovy Brian Coleman. And Giles via his Coughcast from Coventry. And myself, your host, Reformed Mark Rathmel. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Saturday night with the Who Boys. Things uh, got a bit out of hand on the last show. In fact, they've been getting out of hand on every show. So we've decided, at long last, by show seven, to do a nice show. We're going to be nice to each other tonight. And we're going to try and be nice to each other for the rest of our lives.
I'd like to welcome our first guest to uh, Saturday Night with the Who Boys, uh, Nigel Burke, or should I call you Hunter Hunter? You may call me whatever you like, Mark, but just let me prepare myself a second here. So... Oh, thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed your intro, and uh, do you know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of uh, the last show that John Peel made for the Perfume Garden way back in the 60s. Um, he signed off and he said, uh, you know, we've got a world at peace, we want people to be nice to each other. Uh, actually, they didn't. They weren't for the next 40 years, as far as I could work out, but it was a good thought and worth keeping ahead. And um, he also asked people to wear a Perfume Garden badge so that they could recognise each other uh, and know that they were part of this semi-spiritual musical experience that he'd uh, created on Pirate Radio for all those years. And uh, I did wear a Perfume Garden badge for about seven years during the 1980s, and uh, what I got for my trouble was two desultory inquiries and a kick up the arse. <laughs> oh my god hmm. oh, I kicked back obviously right, right. It wasn't in the spirit of the early John Peel but uh, you've got to do what you've got to do do you think we should uh, wear badges having been on this show then? I think who boys yes um, I think that kind of badge rather than oh I don't know destroy the state or um, I like children but in a legal way but some, <laughs> some, some form of recognition because we've got a big audience now it's going to get bigger um, I mean, the, the internet's overrated. I, I believe in going back to posters and small metal badges like we used to have, you know. I used to get in Blackpool. And Sticks of Rock, Kiss Me Quick. Blackpool's a bit more advanced now, isn't it, though? It's, uh, I don't know what they do there, but it's quick. <laughs> Because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine It's one, two, three, take my hand and come with me Because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine You look so fine that I really want to make you mine You look so fine that I really want to make you mine One, two, three, take my hand and come with me Because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine I said, are you gonna be my girl? That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. So, Nigel, it's great to have your erudite presence on the show, finally. And, uh, you know, the Who Boys, we do a bit of mashup. Uh, what do you think of mashup, Nigel? I first became aware of mashup, I think, when um, uh, the Fat Boys did Wipeout. I think it could have been the first thing you could call a mashup. And strangely, it was a. Uh, um, oh, you know, uh, what was a bloody band? 
Beach Boys, was it not? Beach Boys? Beach Boys. And they beatboxed it, and everyone was going, what the is that? And so was I. Uh, but then it went a bit quiet, and people just did things with one track, so you didn't hear about it more. Um, so, yeah, I love it. Uh, I even like the notorious, uh, uh, despite being a Mancunian, the uh, Kylie Minogue and um, uh, New Order thing. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a musician, so I can't see into it. If I was going to do a mashup, uh, being a writer, I'd, I'd have to like take Northanger Abbey and mix it with American Psycho or something. Right, mashup literature. I think Mark Stringer's trying to do that. What did he do? Well, he just um, <coughs> he got. Uh, oh, never mind. I can't explain it. But um, I'm not sure that Wipeout was Beach Boys. Now I come to think of it, it may have been the Something Tones or this. You know, it wasn't Jam and Dean. Uh, but I think it was a group, The Ventures. I think The Ventures might have done Wipeout. Mm. An instrumental. Well, surf's a bit before my time, but uh, uh, people do draw on it, and uh, I came across a Bow Wow Wild track. It was El Boss Dicko or something, which is uh, as a great uh, bit of surf and a great bit of your early 80s Adam and the Ant drums. I like that. Right, right, right. I've often thought that They Are Met God by Adam and the Ants before they became famous from their first album. Uh, would go well with um, something. I don't really want to talk about this actually on the show in case another mashup DJ nicks the idea and does it before I'm so lazy it'll we, take me ages to get around. Yeah, we to get it. everyone to email in a confidentiality agreement. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now I can talk about it. Um, the the uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Seven Bridges Road. The vocals at the beginning of that, over the top of Day I Met God by Adam and the Ants, with wow. um, a techno rhythm underneath it. I well, thought as, it might be a good one. As Adam himself said, ridicule is nothing to be scared of. Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, there'll, there'll come a time, obviously, when uh, everything's mash up, and uh, mm. new, new wave artists, about 20 years from now, will be demashing things. They'll be taking uh, and picking apart uh, uh, tracks and putting them in some kind of original format. Yeah. But, uh, it's yet to come. I mean, I, I don't believe in um, sort of grouping things together by uh, you know style or genre or whatever you call it. Genre, but genre, genre. genre. Um, but <clears throat> actually, the, the the ironic thing is that mashup, uh, the things I'm hearing by mashup artists now, are more exciting and original than um, original rock bands coming out and doing their own songs, such as um, Franz Ferdinand and Ariel. Mm, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, some of the uh, uh, this may not be popular, but you know, the the, the most famous guitar bands du jour. You know, uh, I don't I don't rate them even. Even the the third derivation of guitar bands like Elastica a few years ago that was better than the guitar bands of today in my mm. view. Um, but it's not just that it's the mashup that can make it better. Things just get reinterpreted. For example, you got your your Mad World, which was Tears for Fears thing. Yeah. And originally, it had the eighties clap thump clap thump clap thump. Uh, whereas the acapella thing a couple of years ago that really brought out the beauty that was there all the time. Yeah. Disguised by the you know yeah. the eighties. Flapping around it. Yeah, yeah. It was just voice, vocals, and piano, wasn't it? It was. It was was bloody depressing, but it was lovely. Yeah. We don't have that for tonight's show, but what we do have is uh, something that Uncle did with uh, a track, and I I think this is uh, a very close example to to what you were just talking about there. The track you were just talking about there. Let's have a listen to it.
Now, Nigel, <coughs> the other guests are about to arrive, and uh, after the um, chaos that we've had on the last few shows, we've decided to do a nice show tonight where we're going to be nice to each other. Um, but, of course, they are cunts, and so we're just going to pretend to be nice to them. That's okay. Um, I'm going to spend a couple of hours being nice. I mean, I'd, I might even have to go early because I'm due to desecrate a graveyard around midnight, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best in the meantime. Great. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got the money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, voters in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the torture repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars by roaring as the pieces blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of Godfell, used to be a bag hag, such a test of tango, skipped the life of dangle, and sent on prince to see the lost her senses. Down at the beach show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so 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 did it, she had to get a pen, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. I got a certain little girl, she's on her mind, mind. No doubt about it, she looks so fine. She's the best girl that I ever had. Sometimes she's gonna make me feel so bad. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Daddy, I don't want to go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk He must think I'm a fool Another kid smoke river I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job Learn to be a street sweeper Dance to the beat Jump for my feet Wear my shirt and tie And run with the creeps Cause it's all about money Ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con In this land of milk and honey They pushed that girl In front of the train Took her to the doctor Sold her arm on the thing Stabbed that man Right in his heart Gave him a transplant For a brand new start I can't walk through the park Cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun They got me on the run I feel like an outlaw Broke my last last jaw Hear them say You want some more Living on the seesaw Don't push me Cause I'm close To the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yo, that sound like cowboy, man Yo, what's up, buddy? Yo, that's really rock here, man. The damn stairs are 
I'd like to now welcome a guest on the show that uh, we've been building up to having for a long time. As uh, regular listeners will know, you've been hearing tracks by Porno Paul on every episode so far, and now here we have the man in flesh. Welcome to the show, Porno Paul. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. Thank you very much indeed. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you, Paul. How are things with you? So-so. You You know, had a bit of a late night last night, um, imbibed furiously. And I'm paying right. the price for it as we speak, as I talk to you now. Right. Yes. Uh, but of course, you've not turned up in the state that John Schedules turns up in. No, I um, haven't been privy to any of his states, and this right. being the first time I've been on here. Well, he's either been up for 48 hours, or he's been drinking for the last six hours. Holy and, mackerel. Uh, he always arri- arrives in a right state. But you, you brought um, some of your texts to read out. Before, before, yeah. before uh, we uh, listen to yeah. these, actually, I'd yeah. like to play a track with you with the Who Boys. Oh, right, um, that'd be that nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, early this year. Thank you very much indeed. If it were down to Ada, she'd never have agreed to having her bits out. How's she to know? She was in a bloody coma at the time. Poor cow. My penis is like some kind of giant tendril reaching into outer space. I have watched it touch many stars. I remember that dreadful motorway pile-up in fog all those years ago. <laughs> Still brings a smile to my face to this very day. Wonderful. The disturbing world of Paul. <coughs> it's Paul? becoming... Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say it's, it's, becoming, it's become more disturbing in the past 15 or so hours. Oh my God, is that humanly bit, possible? Well, yes, going from uh, exceedingly uh, drunk to barely, you know, um, sober... I'm in a kind of twilight ale world as we speak. It's very strange. It's a twilight world. It's, it's a funny thing when you don't when you miss out on a couple of hours sleep. I, some people they can. I mean, I know people who they can go for two, three days without sleeping. But I must have at least twelve hours, if not more. Right. I don't like to miss miss out on sleep. I'm not to yeah. myself the next day. Okay. Yeah. So you've written uh, some texts down. This is Paul's art form is the text message. And he sends uh, these works of art, because there's a kind of genius at work here, um, to many, many people. There are many recipients, some of whom don't want them, but I welcome every one of them. They're Take it away, them, Paul. Whether they like it or not. Um, I shall start. You may have heard one of the two of the, you know, one or two of these before, but I'll recite them again, just in case you've forgotten them. No, Mr. Wendell, you may not play hide the sausage with my autistic niece. <laughs> Number three, or two rather. No wonder I can't see a thing. I haven't switched a pissing well light on. (laughs) It's not often that I piss the bed. Well, not that often. About four times a week, I'd say. Well, it's not that often really, is it? (laughs) Where are we? Oh, yeah, I've uh, edited this one, so it's a bit little longer. You may have heard this one. I've just had a wee-wee in the cubicle marked for disabled use only. Next time I go in there, I'll have a wank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are we now? 
Right. Um, that would be about it. But I've got another one, but I'll need you to participate in it, Mark. Okay. But we can edit that bit out, can't we? So if we just stop it. Yes. All um, right. Well, I think the time has come for, really, we could play no other track, but another porno pole track with the Who Boys. Every nut and bolt, every pot rivet, every tin of bicycle oil. Take them and shove them right up your ass. Go on, marry it. It's a piece of dog meat. Fucking raisins. I don't want fucking well raisins. Many grasshoppers invade my dreams. In a former life, I have been one of these hoppers. I want to find a woman with horse-like teeth. Teeth like a horse. I want to suck those teeth. I hear that Donald has had his testicles savaged by a big dog. He would creep off into the aromatic pine and cedar groves and beat his meat in a most furious manner. Oh, that was wonderful. Um, Paul? Hello. I've just been looking through one of my wife's um, glamour magazines. So I see. And um, on page 37, I'm looking at a picture of Claudia Schiffer. Oh, yes. Would yeah, you no, consider, well. would you desire to have a sexual int- would you be desirous of having sexual intercourse with her well yeah of course I would but uh, not while she's still alive for fuck's sake I have just seen a tramp that has puked his guts up and the pigeons are eating his vomit and now we're going to play a track from uh, Magical Mystery Tour which is one of my favourite albums because it was so weird and uh, it's I Am The Walrus. It's also one of my favourite tracks because I did it, of course, but also because it's one of those that has enough little biddies going to keep you interested, even a hundred years later.
I've just heard from Brian that uh, we've got uh, some listeners in Sicily, which I think is just wonderful. Uh, and uh, I hear that there are a lot of deaths uh, and murders in Sicily over um, uh, family feuds and, and yeah, people shagging each other's sisters exactly, and you yes. know, things like that. Up the Kyber Pass. Up the Kyber Pass. But uh, we don't really want to say anything too much because uh, we might get case. shot as well. Or stabbed or mm. something, but uh, no, no, no. Of course, I don't think that uh, Manchester's far more dangerous, uh, especially Moss Side. I think it is, and uh, I think parts of Peckham, oh, and Brixton, all of Peckham, and, and parts of Brixton. Well, it's, it's not even safe to um, have a burger in McDonald's. No, it's not actually, no. uh, and not for health reasons. No, no, but for uh, getting shot if you diss someone else while you're waiting to be served. Reasons. Or if you diss someone else's trainers, you know what I'm saying, and thing in it. Well, exactly. Mm. Um, John Shedd has uh, also arrived. Uh, come over here, John. Let's have a quick chat with you. Um, could we... Uh, oh, I don't know. We, oh, is that all right, Brian? That's wonderful. Thank you. Brian's just giving his seat to John because Brian's a lovely guy and John's a nice guy and we're all nice. It's too nice. Come on. Hello. Well, no, no, we're having a nice show tonight, Nigel. Put it all away, right. John. Put it away. Right. So, John, pull yourself up to the... Um, warm microphone. Not pull yourself off, pull yourself up. Pull yourself off in front of the microphone. Mm. How are you, uh, how, how are things with you? Fine, good, yes. Good to see you again. It's good to see you. Have you enjoyed the tracks we're playing so far? Yes. What would you like to hear next? Something by... Sid Barrett? Yes. What no, idea. Um, no? Possibly something upbeat. Upbeat? Something... Possibly the Beastles. We don't have any... For this show, but we do have some Sid this. Barrett. Well, we've got Sid Barrett. I'll tell you what, let's toss for it. Should we, take, should we play something by DJ No No? We've not got anything by him for this yeah. show. No, no, no. So, uh, but we, well, I'll, I'll tell you what we've got. I'll show you what we've got. Um, and why don't you just pick, take your pick? We've got um, Arnold Lane, early Pink Floyd, Nancy Sinatra, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. Uh, and Got uh, one for my baby, Frank Sinatra, but that's not upbeat. Uh, we are reasonable people. Apex Two and Square. Well, we've got lots of things. Bike, uh, um, Casino Royale by Bert Bacharach. Would that be the Feral Stoke? There, Sid Barrett. Go on. No. Go on. No. Play your Sid Barrett. I don't think it would be. Sid second Barrett? column over. Uh, second one up from the bottom. Sid Barrett. Yeah. Got it. Right. Which incidentally is an anagram of uh, Bad Sirit. Blue and the grey Seems to be all on its 
as we know, Sid Barrett died recently, which was a sad day for us, um, because uh, you play Sid in your shop quite a lot, don't quite you? Quite a lot, yes, yeah, yeah. Big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <clears throat> um, he, we, had, Nobody had really heard from him for about 30 years anyway. He was cooped up in his uh, council flat, in council house in uh, Cambridge there, a painting and watching. Recluse. Yeah. Um, and kept his mystery. Because yeah. after all that work of genius with the early Pink Floyd and then his solo albums, he just disappeared. And perhaps we all wish that the Rolling Stones after Brian Jones died had just disappeared or Paul McCartney after 1970 had just disappeared. Or, or Christy Burr, you know. Well, it, it would have been better if he'd never appeared. But yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not beyond punishment. We, you mean we can get him? Oh, yeah. Get de Berg. Get the beautiful South while you're at it. God, yeah, how I despise yeah. them. How no. I despise them. I don't. I hate them. Do you think if we all concentrated, the whole audience at a certain point, we could psychically eliminate Kristen Berg? <coughs> Might be giving, ah. worth giving it a go. Mm. Could be. We need to build it up a bit, though. Not not just now. You know, we'll we'll, we'll we'll get it rolling. We'll set a date, and then we'll try to mentally assassinate Kristen Berg. Right. Or actually, we could pick someone else. Claudia Claudia Schiffer, because she's got to die, so you could fuck her. That might be an idea. Okay. Well, well I'd like okay. to do her while she's alive. So it, it's me first, really, isn't it? But there's something wrong with you. No, no, it's, it's just that it has to, time You're has to read. pass be, because she's actually been touched by David Copperfield, the bizarre oh. magician. Mm. Oh. But I believe all the cells in people's bodies change uh, and become renewed after a certain number of years. So there will be some point in time in which no part of Claudia Schiffer's touched David Copperfield, and that is my moment. She's alive. Well, wouldn't a good bath just do that? I'd have a bath, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you the story of Adam McGrath He drank like a fish and he then drank some He made love with women up against people's doors In old soul town He was quick with his fists and he never had a qualm When faced with the twat said
was fantastic thank you very much Paul. Yeah, very I can imagine the the video for that or a you know like a, a DVD you know like a, a short film you know with Dennis Thatcher breakdancing to it but oh, it yes. probably be a bit difficult yeah he's, yeah he's, well, he's deceased isn't he he is yeah mm. I'd love to do a, a video for that and uh, that is dedicated to my old friend Adam McGrath up there in Liverpool I hope he's all right it's a true story uh, I got his permission to do the lyrics, and um, there we go. I- I'm feeling in a very good mood because uh, I've got all some great mates around, um, some very special guests for Saturday Night with the Who Boys. I'd like to propose a toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheers. 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 Not off to our Romanian customers. To our Romanian customers. Mm-hmm. We got listeners in Romania. We do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah. Right. What did I hear about Romania recently? I heard something. Uh, just just thieving gypsies. gypsies. <laughs> well, no, I heard about no. Where was the resurgent Nazis? No, that's Croatia, mm. where there's a lot of naughty Nazis going to football matches, but uh, and forming human swastikas on the terraces, which isn't very nice, is it? Um, but we know that most Croatians aren't like that because England has its football hooligans as well. We have Croatian listeners as well. So. We do, and, and no, no, I, I know that most Croatians don't believe in all that rubbish, and, and just like most English aren't members of the British National Front Party, British National, uh, or, the, or the National Front, you know. And what's more, most British ones couldn't organise a swastika on a football terrace, no matter how hard they tried. Well, you've got to yeah. hand it to them, at least they could bloody well organise it. They're organised. Yes. Yes, Nazis know how to accessorise and they know how to do mass things like that. Very wicked people, but uh, when it comes to mass geometrical formations, phew. And uniforms. Uniforms, yeah. Yeah, uniforms. Now, dictators dictators these days, North Korea, one, what was it, one kiloton nuclear weapon. That's a fart. You know? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go out of your way for that, would you? There's going to be a dictator's... Well, I would. Why, why well, would you want no, to kill a ton? <laughs> a ton. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've caned them few points mm-hmm. but killing a ton I don't know that but look dictators ex- uh, trade exhibition next year in Telford you know Despotex 2007 they're all going to be saying little dick one kiloton nuclear weapon it's right. pathetic right Telford yeah. that's interesting so why are America it? getting so concerned oh PR I don't know they're you know 
they they like to be the big dog and they don't even like a little yappy dog going yap 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 and what was the, the reply that Korea gave unless you treat us with a little bit more R-E-S-P-E-C-T we, we, we'll carry out another nuclear test <laughs> unless you you know respect us a little bit more put it into your career you know mm. it's probably America that showed them how to make the, the in the first place wasn't it undoubtedly uh, sorry America that showed Korea how to make the no um, I don't know what the CIA gets up to for all I know they're sponsoring that regime I think I they know. just got it off the internet Either that or from Jimmy Tarbuck. You can get anything off the internet now. Either that or Jimmy Tarbuck. <laughs> the ultimate weapon. Is he still going? Yeah. Oh, no, I like Jimmy Tarbuck. Good old fashioned all round entertainer. Light entertainment. Yeah. What's wrong with that? That's nice. What about Morecambe and Wise? Can't beat them. Eh? I like them. Give me sunshine. Give me sunshine. Oh, I wish we had that song, but we don't. But we've got something else.
what about some more lettuce? No, no more lettuce. You're quite sure about that. Look, take your lettuce and shove it up your ass. That was the, uh, well, initially I'm on Tobin, people like Frank, and the last track you heard was the glory of Porno Paul, Lettuce. And uh, I think we need to put a couple of tracks on now and keep the music going because uh, we've had some fairly lengthy chats. Can we and play, before we do this, Yeah. I know we've played it before, can yeah. we, but can we play Cousin Made of Leaves and then go to the next song, because I love that. Okay, we're, we're going to break a rule on this show, we're going to set a precedent, we're actually going to play a song again that we played on an earlier show. But I think this one is worth it. It's very short. It's very short. I once had a cousin who was made out of leaves. While the uh, last song was on, which is a beautiful track, isn't it? Mm. Uh, we were, I was hearing uh, the chaps talking about sport, mainly football. <clears throat> um, and you had an interesting opinion about that, didn't you? Well, I was talking with Nigel about sport. I asked him if he enjoyed football and had any interest in football. And like me, no, he doesn't really have any interest in football or sport. Right. Um, I I understand that. But I I grew up in uh, Bradford in the north of England where... And I was exposed to a culture where I almost had no choice but to be interested in football. And it's dogged me throughout the years. I mean, that when I know that certain teams like Man United are playing, I can't help but start to get interested. I don't even understand what it is. It's like the mystery of sexuality, the, the sexual urge. You know, really, it's a waste of fucking time, really. But you just can't stop being interested in no, parts it, of women's bodies. You can't no, stop it. But the, the, the reason why it, it's a feeling of belonging, you want to feel like you're a part of something, and that's the whole football mentality, is that... A part pe- of a pe- pack of animals. Ah, that's Absolutely. not what I get from it. That's not what does it for me. I don't get that joy of being, oh, we're all winning together. We're doing it for England. Football's coming home. That's no, not what I get. Consciously, you take a side and you want that side to win. That becomes a part of you, perhaps. You know, Maybe like- there's something to that. But what I get is some th- when I see a very special player, such as George Best or uh, Eric Cantona yeah. play, I see a certain kind of poetry going on, the poetry of the foot. I mm. see something very special happening. What Hemingway referred to as grace under pressure, mm, where they do something that the ordinary human being can't because they've lived their lives playing this game. And I think you can take that and watch a piece of genius in football and, and compare it to any other kind of genius. But it's also, you can take that out into life and think, why don't you do something differently to the way that everybody else does it? You know, the way that someone might shimmy and then put it through a defender's legs and run round him and then boom past two or three defenders and then just lob it over the keeper so gracefully as though he hasn't a care in the world even though if he misses 65,000 people will laugh but it doesn't bother him there's a lesson you can take into life there you could also take it from another angle you know how can one possibly take any joy out of watching 22 retards kick a pig's bladder around the muddy pitch right in fact I've got a very short poem about uh footballers and their supporters it's only four lines long would you like to do it now I can do it now I'd love to hear it now yeah okay bite them fight them smite them ignite them very good now you see the the odd thing is in this discussion I accept all your points of view and probably agree with them more than my own but I can't help 
but be interested in certain games of football with certain teams and certain players. It's very, very few. Most football I wouldn't have the time of day for most football matches, but there is the odd match that I can't help but be interested in. But you said when England are playing a very important game, you start getting interested. I mean, why is that? Why, why doesn't that happen? Because, I, because then I know that it is two, two sides who are really trying their hardest to win. Mm. It doesn't help when you're in, they're showing the Eurovision Song Contest, so nobody gives a shit who wins that. No, that's true. That's true. Mm. But it, I mean, it's so. I mean, you mentioned Hemingway. It's all so far from Hemingway. It is millionaires running around, as Paul says. Uh, but something that's got real spirit, real blood, like uh, Pamplona running at the bulls. The bulls get a chance. You know, lots of Spaniards get injured running along the narrow streets with bulls in hot pursuit. The only thing wrong with it is they don't seem to have disabled access to them. Right. Yes, that's true. Man, you wouldn't, I think they you wouldn't want to be hanging around that in a wheelchair, would you? When well, they should have disabled going, access yeah. on the pitch. You know. Hmm. Incorporate para football into the kind of Paralympic arena. That would be good. Right. Good yeah. for a laugh, nothing else. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And, <coughs> and some Twister involved. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, and what was the point? The point I wanted to make was... Yeah, this is what I wanted to actually ask you. You're Welsh, though, aren't you, John? Yes. So why on earth are you interested in watching England? Why not Wales? You've got Ryan Giggs. You've got, you've got some great players. Because Wales are never in any, um, they never reach it to the final stages. Yeah, but see, you're, that's, you're, a good you, point. You, that's not a good. It is a good point, but it's the wrong point. See, people, they should support the team, you know, their home team where they come from. But in, instead, they seem, I don't know what, for reasons of pride, supporting all these like major league teams and paying like forty, fifty pounds to get in. You yeah. know, while all these players are getting. Paid. No, that's a very it's good point, just, Paul. I wouldn't pay a lot of money to go and see a match. I only watch football in the pub over a pint. Yeah. With friends, but a lot of the time you can't. Well, I suppose a lot of the big games are on kind of Sky Sport and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. You know, if you want to watch it at home, you have to subscribe and, and pay. I mean, it's just, it's exploitation. Sure. And and my continuing interest in football is half the it's sort a of filthy game. Right. A filthy game. Half half of me feels ashamed of my interest in football, and half of me is defiantly proud and thinking, well, I'm, I'm working class and. Uh, uh, you know, um, I might be interested in music and art and whatever, but but I'm also interested in football, and I like being like that. You know, yeah, mm. it's brainwashing. You've been brainwashed. I've been brainwashed. Yeah, I've brainwashed myself. Then I think my working class dad suspected I might have been homosexual because I wasn't interested in football. Really, honestly, really? I thought he'd have been he'd have been more suspicious if he was interested in football, watching all these fellows running around in their mitzing around in their shorts, supporting a team. And yeah, if if you're not, then all of a sudden, hey, what, what do we talk about? Exactly. You know, and but I didn't have much in common with my dad. I liked books, but you know, to his great credit, uh, he thought the lad likes books. He doesn't like football. Supported me all the way. What a man. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, can we get Nigel to introduce the next track? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know what next track we're going to have, so let's just have a quick look. And uh, Nigel, why don't you choose the next track that you'd like to hear from this selection? Ooh. Hey, John Cooper Clark. I met him on a train once. Twat. Twat. Okay. Like a nightclub in the morning, you're the bitter end. Like a recently disinfected shithouse, you're clean round the bend. You give me the horrors. Too bad to be true. All of my tomorrows are lousy cause of you. You put the shat in shatter, put the pain in Spain. Your germs are splattered about, your face is just a stain. You're certainly no raver, commonly known as a drag. Do us all a favour, here, wear this polythene bag. 
You're like a dose of scabies. I've got you under my skin. You make life a fairy tale. Grim. People mention murder. The moment you arrive, I'd consider killing you if I thought you were alive. You've got this slippery quality. It makes me think of phlegm and a dual personality. I hate both of them. Your bad breath vamps disease, destruction and decay. Please, 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 please take yourself away like a death at a birthday party. You ruin all the fun like a sucked and spat out smarty. You're no use to anyone. Like the shadow of the guillotine on a dead consumptive's face. Speaking as an outsider, what do you think of the human race? You went to a progressive psychiatrist. He recommended suicide before scratching your bad name off his list and pointing the way outside. You hear laughter breaking through, it makes you wanna fart. You're heading for a breakdown, better pull yourself apart. Your dirty name gets passed about when something goes amiss. Your attitudes, platitudes, just make me wanna piss. What kind of creature bore you? Was it some kind of bat? They can't find a good word for you, but I can twat. And now we have I Can See For Miles by the estimable Mark Fiddler. I know you deceive me, now here's a surprise. I know you deceive me, now here's a surprise. I know you have, cause there's magic in you.
Wonderful. And uh, next, uh, coming up uh, for the uh, for the sake of the American next for the sake of the American perspective on the show, Brian's put together a brief Sherman cast. But before we actually play this, Brian, I need to ask you a question. Okay. All right, Brian, you've been married for about five years, haven't you? Uh, yes, that is the case. Yeah, me too. Has your wife got a little hole at the top of her legs that she uses to go to the toilet? Yeah, I noticed that. What is that? It's I, you see, I mean, yeah, my, mine has too. I mean, what's that all about? What's that all about? It's a pee thing. A pee thing? Yeah. A pee thing? It's a pee thing. But in a marriage, what's the husband supposed to do with that? It's really nothing to do with him. It's just a personal matter. Well, you don't want to go near it unless she's had a bath, do you? Absolutely not. You wouldn't, would you? So, I mean, what do we do with it? Violate it. Violate its pee thing. When I was at school, um, I I was at the bus stop, and this guy called Simon Atkinson said, Do you realise if your dad hadn't put his willy up your mum's bum, you wouldn't be here today? And I was so upset by it, I ran all the way home crying. And I said, Mum, I got into the house. I said, Mum, Mum, you know what Simon Atkinson said? (laughs) Dad hadn't put his willy up your bum, I wouldn't be here today. And my mum said, Mark, I can honestly tell you that is not true, so don't you worry, love. And and that's what it's been ever since for me. Did you know? she actually deny the bum part though? Did she deny the bum part? No, she just said that's not she true. She just denied what you <laughs> said. If he'd have said front bottom, then it might have been a completely different front story. Bottom. You'd have had the whole birds and the bees lecture, wouldn't it? I stand yeah. Front bottom. No, I mean, I like we, we, you know, we've um, we've not had any children yet, my wife and I, and I, I've been wondering about this for a few years now. And and thinking that I'm missing out on something because the rest of the world is is overpopulated, so people seem to know a lot more about this this little wee hole at the top of the legs than I do. But um, I'd continue to give it a wide berth. It's probably the best thing, isn't it? Just like jo- George Bernard Shaw, he did the same he thing. Did, yes, Very yeah, clever yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good playwright yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the number one most popular part of Saturday Night with the Who Boys, the Shermcast, bringing you news and views from far more important places than bumfuck Coventry. Let's jazz it up tonight to escape the dour mumblings of these negative bastards whinging across the pond. Let's boogie!
now we're really getting our groove on, man. They don't do it like this in Leicester Square, that's for sure. Just a moment to thank the other Who Boys for letting me drop this ray of golden sunshine in the midst of their unceasing torrent of self-doubt and worry. It could be worse, guys. You could still live in Bradford. Brian for the American's perspective. Uh, thank you very much, Brian, for the American perspective. And I can hear John Shedd talking in the background with Nigel. And what are they talking about? Let's have a listen, viewers, listeners. Anyway, so I said to her, I said, uh, I said no. John said no to her. No, John. No, John. No, John. No, John. No, John. No. But we played that track on the last episode. Nevertheless, perhaps it's time for a track by the Who Boys again. Oh, save me. Oh, help me. Oh, keep me safe at night. Oh, save me. 
Health harming your health, indeed. Well, I, lads, I think the uh, the show's going really well. What do you think? I think it's yeah. I think it's bloody lovely. Yeah, spot on. It's a bloody pleasure to be with a gentleman like yourself. It's extended my lifespan. It's going to be a good show this one, I think. I think it's going to be a good one, and yeah, it's extended my lifespan as well. Mention that guy on the um, who was on the bus. What guy was that, John? The chap who giggled and yeah. um, he uh, ruined his chances. Oh yeah, there's a. I, th I think it's called Bristle. Uh, his username. He's on the Gaibo boards and um, he's uh, he likes listening to the show and uh, he works in Leeds and uh, he has to get a coach to work every morning. You know, it's one of these. Uh, I think he goes to one of these places that's outside the city and you know you can't sort of get a normal bus out there. He's on the company coach and he's listening to um, the last show and. A he says the the most beautiful girl in the office was sat next to him and he sort of lost all credibility with her because he started giggling during uh, John Shedd pretending to be a vet and talking about guinea pigs and guinea pigs have an effect on him and make him laugh and uh, I'd just like to say Bristle uh, we are sorry about that we do apologize um, but then if she wasn't very impressed by you sitting next to her sniggering then perhaps she lacked imagination she's not the right girl for you it was, wasn't very enterprising of him, you know, he could have offered her an earbud or something. I was uh, next to a very beautiful stranger, a girl on a train. She was reading uh, Samuel Richardson's Pamela. And uh, so I uh, went to the next carriage, made a few phone calls, so I got through to a don at York University, got him to brief me on Samuel Richardson's Pamela, and came back for the conversation. That's what he wanted it. So you chatted her up about yeah. the book that she was reading? Mm -hmm. Well, that shows initiative. It does. But, I mean, you're a captain of industry, Nigel. Uh, I was a journalist at that time, and you could phone up anyone and ask them anything about the guinea pigs, whatever you want. Know. Yeah. But, you, you, you know, you've got to be enterprising. Try be harder, mate. Try harder. I think if right. you wanted to you'd phone up Trevor Wilkinson, if you wanted to find out anything about guinea pigs. Right. I, I should mention, listeners, at this point, that Nigel um, is a, a renowned journalist who's written many great articles attacking the Countryside Alliance and Tony Blair's government in the Times and the Daily Telegraph and uh, things like that but he, he stopped doing that now because he's hoping to pursue a life in fraud is that right? My life is a fraud Mark but uh, a career in fraud sorry uh, yeah. uh, well I, strangely helping people to cope with fraud and, uh, and naughty things I'm uh, playing to uh, uh, sell people surveillance and counter surveillance equipment so that they can uh, uh, catch naughty fraud. people ah. uncovering fraud mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, you know, uh, they uh, they might be up to no good themselves, but uh, uh, often the people who come to me for this kind of kit, you know, they're, they're people in trouble. And uh, if I sold them a hammer, they could just go and kill someone and eat them, couldn't they? So yeah, I, I regard it as an ethical quite. enterprise. That's a good point. So you're a bit like uh, uh, someone who used to be a really bad hacker who ends up working for, uh, you know, the Pentagon um, in order to give them advice on how to stop people hacking into their... Uh, uh, website or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, except I wouldn't do that for the Pentagon. What I would do is alter their uh, uh, their their web servers so that uh, whenever you requested their information, it came through a server but coolified. It would be a coolifying server where it takes their web pages, inserts pornographic images and pieces of uh, Paul's poetry, and gives you the page on whatever it was you you requested. 
That sounds like a wonderful idea. And let's all mull over that one as we listen to this next track. Underneath the door. 
pounding nails into a hardwood floor, and I swear to God I heard someone moaning low. And I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw, and you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. There's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. What's he building in there? He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? What's he building in there? have a right to know. By the way, if anybody does have an idea of exactly what it is he is building in there, do uh, text or email in and let us know. Thank you very much, Mr. Paul. Um, I'd just like to say that uh, we, uh, we're having some great chats here while the music's playing, but they're impossible to capture. Uh, but I, I want to keep on with the music because uh, we don't want too much waffle on the show. We want plenty of music, music, music. And we've got so many tracks we wanted to play tonight that we always run out of time. We can't play them all. So I'm going to play one or two right now. I was five and he was six We rode on horses made of sticks He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, that awful sound Bang, bang, my baby shot me down Seasons came and changed the time When I grew up I called him mine He would always laugh and say Remember when we used to play Bang, bang I shot you down, bang, bang You hit the ground, bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang I used to shoot you Music played and people sang Just for me the church bells rang 
to the end of the show now um, just like to put in one request for any female listeners out there with a minor eye defect if they could mail their photographs in one way or another I'd be most interested to correspond with them thank you
Yeah. Um, yeah, she wrote in and, and um, said that, you know, uh, she, she was complaining because if she could have got the, um, the gel that she wanted to put on her finger, she wouldn't have had to go to a hospital where they couldn't supply it because she said uh, they said it was too expensive. But the thing is, it was a, a little burn on her little finger. And she said she couldn't take a painkiller because, uh, you know, uh, she'd had a glass of wine with her dinner. Oh, my God, you know, you're going to die if you do that. Fuck's sakes. You know, it's just a tiny little burn on your little finger. You know, even if I'd had a bottle of wine with my dinner, I'd still take a painkiller and just go to bed and forget about it. It'll be all right the next day. But no, she had to go to a hospital to have a little finger seen to. It must have been worse. Did you see the finger? No, I didn't. I read the letter and I knew it she was just a whinging a cow. It must have been a lot worse than that, though. Maybe it was... Half a hand or something. No, it wasn't. It was a tried. finger. No, a, a good paracetamol on the bottle of wine will set you up, or a, a, a daiquiri Vicodin is even better, actually. Right. Yeah. Well, she's, you know, the thing is, she just wrote this letter in, then saying, moaning about a lack of 24 hour chemists in the healing area. And um, I don't know why there aren't that many 24 hour chemists in the healing area, and I don't know what Ealing, Hammersmith, and Hounslow Health Authority could have done about it, to be honest. How do you you can't force people to open up chemists in your in your um, health authority area, can you? I'd say get an ibuprofen, a five hundred milligram tablet, put um, a piece of paper over the top of it, right. smash it with a rolling pin mm-hmm. into fine powder, put it into a line and snort it, snort and then go it. to bed. Yeah, it's worth a try. That but actually, numb you. Nigel, you understood how the health authority worked a lot better than I ever did. Um, when that woman wrote this letter complaining about a lack of 24-hour chemists in the healing area, what could we really have done about it? Chemists are private businesses. They open because they want to and they think they right. can make money. Uh, there's really nothing the NHS can do about it. Right. Um, although, of course, you can get uh, some kind of painkillers, usually from A&E, and they are 24-hour accident and emergency thing. And, of course, they don't charge you, which is why lots and lots of people do go right yeah. to the accident and emergency uh, uh, facility where you get better care to be honest right but she was complaining about having to go to a an A&E anyway so the thing is really the only useful advice I could have given her in a reply in that letter really useful advice that wouldn't have conformed to health authority NHS policy would have been to say what you need to do is move to an area where there are lots of drug addicts and you'll have Mm. plenty of chemists because supply and demand you know that's right I know somebody who just went out and scored uh, when they hurt their finger. No, they didn't hurt their finger. I hurt their finger. But uh, their nearest uh, uh, option for pain relief was the uh, the smack dealer around the corner. Exactly. You frightened me now, Nigel. What did you do to that person? Uh, we were playing with air rifles, really. Um, it's not big and it's not clever, but Jesus, it was fun and it wasn't me that got hurt. Right. <laughs> Time for another track. I've been shot in the arse by my brother. With a, by, with, uh, from, uh, he had an air gun pistol. Right. Shot me. Right. Um, yeah. Does anyone here carry a gun? Yeah, I do, yeah. Always. Always? Yeah. Always. Why? They wouldn't let me bring my. Hackney, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. East London. So. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you got dangerous, it. Dangerous place. Talking of the NHS, Nigel, um, after I left that, I, I went somewhere else. I won't name the PCT and I won't name the. Um, uh, the, the surname of the boss that I had there, uh, who was a director. Uh, but we did a song about her called Pamela and she was a fucking nightmare to live with. I loved it when we were at the health authority because um, whatever you might think about what's, what his name was, the uh, chief exec or, or the directors, they, apart from one of them, they weren't really a pain in the ass. But this one was an American from Texas. No disrespect, Brian, or to any of our American listeners. 
but she was really into micromanagement and she drove me up the wall and pretty much drove me out of the NHS. I was pleased to hear later on that she was driven out of the NHS. But this is uh, by the Who Boys and it's called Pamela and this tells the story better than I could.
time for Covcast. <laughs> Sorry, um it's just really depressing at the moment. Um I'm just sitting in here in my uh, lonely little studio in Coventry doing these uh these cough casts and um well, uh, obviously with this um, personality clash between Rathmull and myself, um, I can't be seen to be within a hundred miles of the cunt, so I've got to broadcast my, my portion of the show from uh, from a remote studio in, uh, in somewhere in Warwickshire. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, I'm, I mean, I just I just want to be respected, you know, as a composer, as a musician, as a, as a mate, you know. I just want to be treated like a normal person, you know. I just, I just, I just, I just, I can't do this anymore. I can't. This fucking driving Fucking hell. You know what? I'm just, uh, let's just start again. Let's just start again. Hey! It's time for Covcast! Hey, yes, it's time for Covcast, fan fucking Yes! Oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. I just can't. Oh, it's just bloody ridiculous. <sighs> Look, uh, if anyone's got any any ideas at all about how I can improve the situation between Rathmull and myself, then please write in, email, uh, you know, uh, put a, a note on the message board, or, I don't know, fucking anything. But th- something has to be done, because this cannot continue. <laughs> That is, isn't it? Hey, right there, right there. Ooh, yes. <sighs> you know, I really, really hate Rathmull. Oh, I can see him sitting there right now, laughing at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting on his fat, glutinous 
backside with empty cans of fucking Stella strewn around him and piles of fag ash everywhere like the cremated skin of dead slaves. I don't know who the guests are this week, but I genuinely feel sorry for them. Having to listen to Rathmore's fatuous whining and meaningless drivel as he parades his rancid cock around the studio, forcing his sick manhood onto all and sundry. Ah, oh, I'd eat my own dear mother's eggs to be rid of him. Mark my words, one of these days he's going to get what's coming to him. Oh, he's going to be walking down the road. He's going to be listening to some shit drum and bass on his iPod. Nodding away like some... some nodding cunt. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, it'll happen. He's going to get it. Yes. Bye-bye, Rathmull. Rathmull no more. Dead Rathmull. Dead Rathmull. Rathmull's dead. Dead Rathmull. Dead Rathmull. Rathmull's dead. Dead. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, Charles, for the Covcast. He's a lovely bloke. He really is. Um, he seems to be a bit upset about something. Uh, Paul no Paul has to go. Uh, I'd just like to say, Paul, that it's been an absolute privilege to have you on the show. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, if I just have a couple, I've got a couple more words just to say for your uh, lovely listeners out there before I depart. Okay. This wonderful studio. Uh, here we go. Die filth. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you and very much. If I'm you'd off. like to, can I shake your hand? Thank you very much for the contribution pleasure. to the show. Nice to see you. See you, guys. See you soon. Great. See you later, Paul. Bye. See, see Paul. you. Bye bye. See you, guys. Bye. There you go. Good to see you. See you. No. No, I've got to go now. I honestly, I can't drink any water. No, that's just for the sake of the radio. Pretend like you're going, and then we all. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going now. Right. See you, Jack. Bye. See you later, Paul. Bye bye. Right. Well, what a what a privilege to have Paul on. I'd like to just do a toast now to Paul and Paul. Come forward, Brian. Come forward. Nigel, cheers. Cheers. It's not cheers. like it's <coughs> Saturday night with the Who Boys, uh, and we've just had the privilege of having Porno Paul on the show. A very talented man indeed. Uh, now uh, it's approaching the end of the show, and um, we, we're, we're all going to go to the local pub and have a really nice pint because we've had a fantastic. Have we had a good time tonight? Oh, eh? Bloody nice. And we're going to leave you with two tracks. <clears throat> uh, to to uh, and the, that that's how the show will end. Uh, John's just coming back in. Yeah, John, uh, we just had a toast which you weren't there for, so let's just uh, here we go. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Here's to a, a lovely Saturday night with the Who Boys again and yeah. having Paul or Paul on the show finally, yes. and of course Nigel Ripper Burke. Yes. Can I go to the toilet now? You can go there. You can go to the toilet. You can piss. You can shit, or you can wank. It's entirely your choice, Nigel. In that order. Um. That's the order I usually do it in. Brilliant. Okay. Wasn't it nice to have Porno Paul on the show? Finally, show seven. It was bloody good. We'd been building up to it for so long, and he oh. finally came on the show. Yeah. Bloody nice. And it's been a nice show. We haven't had an argument, have we? Hasn't that been we nice? Haven't, I haven't said much. Well, not yet. Because no. we've had. To, I mean, that could be the reason. I don't know. Don't start. The mood's changing. I'm not starting. It? I'm. I'm not starting. I'm just saying, you know, that that usually. No, here we go. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, oh, Brian's upset now. Uh, 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 Niceness, oh, yeah, my yeah. Done it again, Mark. Mm. Two, uh, you know, three, one sentence from you can change the whole mood of an evening, can't it, John? Really, we don't want an argument on this show, so I, I, I should say goodnight. We should all say goodnight to the listeners and, and put on some lovely music to see them off. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. Go on, then. You see, listeners, it really was a nice show. Very There's nice. not going to be any nastiness yeah, like you were thinking cool. there was going to be. What was that?
lovely listeners. Goodbye! Goodbye. Oh. Every evening, when all my days were pursued, I got my baby, and let's go watch her with you. I met some movies, but she don't seem to be dead, and then she asked me, why don't I come to her flat and have some supper? And let the evening pass by, by making records, this sounds a groovy high five. I say, yeah, yeah. That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah My baby loves me, she gets me feeling so fine When she loves me, she makes me know that she's mine And when she kisses, I feel the fire get hot She never misses, she gives it all that she's got And when she asks me if everything is okay I got my answer, the only thing I can say I say yeah, yeah That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah We'll play a melody and turn the lights down low so the I can see We gotta do that, we gotta do that We gotta do that, we gotta do that And there'll be no one else alive in all the world except you and me Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Pretty baby, I never knew such a thrill It's hard to tell you because I'm trembling so But pretty baby, I want you off of my own I'm ready Those others alone No need to ask me If everything is okay I got my answer The only thing I can say I say yeah yeah That's what I say I say yeah yeah That's what I say Yeah yeah I say, I say, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. I say, yeah, yeah.